Hi everyone and welcome to the 44th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Colin. Greetings. And Astaris. Hi everyone. Hi. Hi. That Hello. sounds very enthusiastic. I'm usually enthusiastic and I'm like on here again. Oh, you're on here again, yes. Yes you are. Yes. My second ever FFU podcast. How does that make you feel? Guest Special. co-host. Special. Mm-hmm. Special is a good word. <laughs> We're all special in our own way. Uh, sure we are. <laughs> or apparently not in Collins' way. So uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we have a two-segment uh. show today, as usual. And uh, first of all, we'll have some news and discussion, mostly about Dissidia this episode. And then we'll have some questions. As always, Final Fantasy Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and is presented by the Game Union Network. Comes down the iTunes Store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and Colin. FF-XIII.net. Excellent. Before we go in, before we go into the news and discussion, though, we just got a little update about a competition we're running right now. Something to do with a design and maybe T-shirts. Yeah. So, well, that's what I heard anyway. And mm-hmm. kickassness. Yes, that's the gist of it. It's got to be kickass. So, if you haven't figured out what we're talking about right now, we are hosting a competition on Gaming Union in conjunction with Split Reason, where you get to design a T-shirt for Gaming Union and you get to win it and yeah. then everyone else gets to buy it if they wish yep. hopefully we already have our official Gaming Union design designed by yourself there yeah, Colin by yours truly Colin or as people on the forums call me Master Colin have you oh, I, I, like, I like the fact that you're endorsing that name now it's <laughs> well it's, it's it's already stuck so you can't nothing beat I can him do join about them. it yeah if you can't Didn't beat him join the them. worst name before this show oh Ooh. don't you dare Daryl don't you dare <laughs> We'll save that for a later date when you're being a nasty person. I'll try not to be a nasty so person then. Have you both seen the official... Well, obviously Colin's seen it. Have you seen the official design, Daryl? I have. Describe the awesomeness, because I've not seen it yet. It's it's colourful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it may It may use the colour that Gaming Union is associated with. Orange? I said it may. Ah. May or may not. Th- this is just <laughs> my, my um, guessing. <laughs> it's a guessing thing going on right now. It says GamingUnion.net on it. That's a very good thing for it to say. I agree. <laughs> Colin didn't want it to. Well, it's because it was like almost like blatant advertising. It's supposed to be blatant advertising. So everybody can know that you're like from Gaming Union and they'll yeah, think, oh my proud. god, that person is so cool, they're on Gaming Union. And I should go there too. Exactly. Can we do, anyway. can we, can we do a version without it? No. Aw. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're now going to jump into some news. So the first story we have is a rather strange one, in my opinion. It's that Square Enix have registered a trademark for another Dissidia game. Why? Oh, isn't this only in Europe? Well, right, so the trademark is for a game called Dissidia Duodecim Prologus. Or Prologus, however you wish to say that, I don't know. Sounds about right. Yeah, as Colin said, it's only been trademarked in Europe so far, and no one knows what it's all about, because they've already trademarked Duodecim in terms of the Japanese one, and they announced it officially as that game. Do you reckon it could be, like, downloadable stuff? It's, it, Maybe it's like an international it version. Like it could be like Final Fantasy Thirteen Episode Zero. Maybe, but only in Europe? Well, maybe they're, they're waiting on the... 
trademarks for other regions because then they can decide to do Europe first they can do an international version of like a full game again like they usually do in Japan like later maybe but we don't get international versions no that's what no I'm saying we get it as like a small little add-on but why would they do that so then people buy two full titles so you're saying it's like Gran Turismo 5 Prologue I don't know about Gran Turismo 5 oh it might be it has the name Prologues in it now I'm assuming that it, that is a Latin word and it means prologue. It we most hope so. probably is. We should have looked this up before, but I would I would say I'm 99% sure that it is. Well, hopefully we'll find some more information about this soon because I, I well I have a theory. You do well. Let's hear it. Yes, it might be a bundle for both the first game and the second put together. Although I don't see why they would have to trademark it. Hmm. It could be a prequel because the story is so in depth they need one. <laughs> yes. It's Perhaps such they're a trying deep to story. pretend that there is story. Yeah, they're like, wow, if you make another game and it has another 10 lines of dialogue, we could make the might story really. They epic. might buy it. It will double the depth. <laughs> yeah, it will double the depth. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I'm I've lost all enthusiasm for Dissidia, to be honest. Uh, well, that's good for you, but because uh, especially because the next story is you, and it's about Dissidia. <laughs> so why don't you jump into that? Uh, Dissidia Duodecim will have between four to ten new characters, and they've already announced three of them. Um, so I think everybody has probably already like had this ground into them. But it's Kane, Tifa, and Lightning so far. So Tifa, who they re-announced <laughs> more yes, than once. Re-announced. It's like it was really they. She was revealed in Jump magazine like a month ago, and Square Enix sent out a press release to me last week saying Tifa's in Dissidia. And you were like, like uh, "Fake shock." <laughs> yeah, we already know this. Yeah, slightly, yeah, slightly out of date there, Square Enix. So who who's the other character going to be? I don't know. I think there's probably going to be at least one from each. I each think it's strange that they would game. say there's going to be between four and ten. Surely they know. Mm, maybe. Well, they maybe they want to keep us guessing. Maybe they're Skrenics looking are still for a the reaction. Fence. They're looking for a reaction to like who people say, "Oh my god, I really wish this character will be in it," and then they're gonna like figure out which characters are most popular and then put them in it. So they don't actually have four to ten new characters just yet. They potentially have those characters. Well, so far we've got three good guys, so I'm guessing there's going to be three bad guys to counteract. Who would they be? Um, I mean, we already have most of the major villains in the city. There's some more they can come up with, I'm sure. Sid uh, Reigns, there we go. Sifa can be in it. Um, Sifa. No. Cipher. <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that there are some other characters they could add if they wanted to, because otherwise it's going to be one-sided, isn't it? Yeah, probably probably have too many good guys and not enough bad guys. I just had Sin. Sin, Sin can be a playable character. <laughs> <laughs> just big, this big giant wheel thing. You can have like a Big multiplayer daddy. mode where you like join up with some of your friends and you're all trying to bring Sin down. <laughs> Take down Sin. It's like when you play Tech and Tag and everyone wants to be gone because he's so tiny. <laughs> or, in, or in Goldeneye when everyone wants to be Odd Job. Everyone wants to be Sin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cheap character. The unbalanced, super powerful character. Oh, it's like Goro in Mortal Kombat because they have those moves where it's just like one hit. <laughs> oh, so oh, mean. Yeah, I don't think Sin will be in it. It could be a level. You could fight inside Seymour. Oh, Jack Jack is already in it. you got Seymour. Seymour can be yeah, added. Yeah, you can put Seymour in. Ooh, that's true. Well, I, I think Yuna and Seymour will be in it because they said on the last game that they didn't add Yuna because 
they felt that Titus and Jack was a better combination. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to have their minute. They just couldn't. They felt that Jack and Titus were better than Seymour and Yuna. Yeah, I agree. But oh, I yeah, reckon I as an addition, they could put those. They in. were more interesting for sure. What's Yuna gonna do? As well, unless it's ten part two, Yuna. Yeah, yeah. I was well, about to say they, they are the alternate costume. So yeah, but if she had an alternate costume, then she'd have to completely change her playstyle. No, they could just say man. They, they could that do much. that because they're already doing it with lightning. She has her paradigm shifts, remember? That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I reckon they'll just go for like the most recogn they'll like stick with one most recognizable style of fighting. So like for Yuna they'd probably make her a gunner and then maybe have her in like her summoner outfit. Or maybe songstress. Oh, maybe maybe, maybe to have her as a, at them. as a gunner, but as a, for her break attack, she'll be she'll be like a she can summon her, yeah, what whatever summons that she can summon. Yeah. Or she could use her ultimate dress to. That's true. Lapis Lazula. Is that what that one's called? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I just remember Riku's because she had the big robot. Yes. Machina. Machina Moore or something, wasn't it? Yeah, that sounds... While we're on the subject of gameplay stars, Colin, do you want to talk a bit about the new assist mode? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Dissidious is featuring a new assist mode. It's kind of like the tag team system in... It's kind of like the tag team system that's employed in every single fighting game now. Yeah. Basically, you call in like a, an, a, tag, a tag team character to assist you. And if I recall correctly, they can block enemy assists, they can take damage from enemies, and yeah pretty much assist you in what you are doing fancy that <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah I think we yeah there's not really much more we can say about that there, there is potentially going to be between 4 and 10 characters yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway moving on so Colin let's, let's move on to Final Fantasy 14 yes let's those hands together probably one of the biggest news posts this week probably one of the weirdest news posts we've ever done yes apparently a Final Fantasy 14 player Rage quit, and which is nothing new. Yeah, and he kind of you know quit the game, but he's just one person, right? So that's not really a big deal. But then comes the fact the punchline that, that he owns at least one percent of Square Enix shares, or at least he used to. He yeah. yes, which he, he probably to. went to sell after qu- Rage quitting Final Fantasy fourteen. And uh, it's worth noting that one percent doesn't sound like very much, but that one percent actually equated to twenty-five million dollars. Mm-hmm. And Square Enix stocks declined because of it. Yeah, because basically what happens in the stock market: if someone sells a large chunk of shares, then everyone else starts panicking and wondering why they're selling those shares. So then they all start selling them as well because they think something bad's happening. It's pretty much a chain reaction. Yeah, and uh, I mean. Fortunately for Square Enix, people started to figure out that it wasn't a big deal after about a day. It was just some guy that rage quit. It was just a blip on the radar for them. Mm-hmm. I think it's really amazing, though, that someone with that much financial clout is like a Square Enix fanboy. I know, and that he would behave in this way as well. I mean, we've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen since like its launch, and it's... Yeah, it's really buggy, and... The interface is quite terrible, but after a while, you kind of get used to it, and it's it's enjoyable. I I did read a funny comment here, and I don't necessarily condone the nature of the comment, but he said, <laughs> and I'm actually kind of laughing while I'm saying it, but he said, "Why wait until Final Fantasy 14? Why didn't he just sell them after Final Fantasy 13?" <laughs> oh, that thought did cross my oh. mind. I should edit that and say, "Why not after Final Fantasy 12?" Oh, Colin. 
It all goes Although back. I do personally enjoy 12. I enjoy 12 as well. You always have to bring it back. To, why does 12 always have to be brought back in a negative way, Colin? Well, I said and I enjoy 12. Prefa- you always try to preface it by saying, I actually like the game. I do but like now it. I'm going to really like slag it off. Yeah, I like the game and that's why I can slag it off. <laughs> yeah. Interesting philosophy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think we've pretty much exhausted that. The lesson for the story here is Square Enix. Even some of your, well, all your fans are important, but some of them are more important than others. And yes. if you piss them off, they will ruin your company. Yep. Or they will almost ruin your com- company. Yes, they will ruin it for a day <laughs> and make you wet yourselves. We're now going to jump into the question segment. So, Colin, do you want to take the first question? I shall. The first question is from Nadia. She asks, whose character designs do you favor more, Nomura or Amano's? When what we were deciding think? these questions, we actually had a bit of a debate about this, did we not, Colin? Yes, we did. I was wondering why Akihiko Yoshida was not mentioned in it. And Would you like to remind everyone for, who that is, Colin? Yes, to remind everyone who Akihiko Yoshida is. He is the art director or designer for games like Final Fantasy Tactic, Tactics, Vagrant Story, Final Fantasy XII, and most recently Final Fantasy XIV. He's basically the character designer for anything Evilies. Just mm-hmm. like Hitoshi Sakamoto is the composer for all Ivalice. Yep. I think it's quite nice to co- like compartmentalize it like that because yeah. they're like separate worlds. So like separate style. Mhm. And they can focus the- they can focus on their own thing as well. We also found out that Final Fantasy 9 was done by three different artists and not necessarily I cannot remember. You not necessarily Amano alone. Yes. I think one of them Indeed. was Itahana something or other. Sag- Sagawawa. No. No, no. Okay, let's <laughs> not butcher people's names. Yeah, here, okay, fine, on. whatever. Right, so answer the question, Colin. Who do you prefer, Nomura or Amano? Hmm, I would say... I don't know, it's kind of hard to say because both their style... It's like That's comparing easy. apples and oranges, really. They, they're both But really do you like apples more than oranges? Actually, I like oranges more than apples. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but who is the orange? That's the question. So as I've supposedly dodged yeah. the question here, well, what Amano do you think, did Chloe? one to six, primarily. Nomura did 7, 8, 10, and 13. Yes, and, and 13. Kingdom Hearts. And Kingdom Hearts. Well, that's its own game. And Versus and 13. And 13. Agito 13 as well. Oh, Crisis Core and all the other spin-offs. I think it is quite close. <sighs> I think I would have to go with Nomura. See, I don't like... I, I, I'm going to I get loads of eye here, but I don't like Nomura because quite a lot of his character designs look the same. Yeah, they do. That is That's quite true. But one thing, one thing very nice about Nomura's style is that he has various different styles. Like when you see in for actual Final Fantasy, the main games, they are quite detailed. But for games like uh, this, the City Crisis Core, maybe even and Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts especially, they are a lot more simplified. Yeah, and true. if you look at Before Crisis, that's even Which more. Which is a little simplified. bit weird, considering like the character models in those games are more detailed than the previous. I mean, are. he's definitely got a, uh, an identical viable mm-hmm. style. I think, I mean, I, I, the, when I think of Nomura's art, I, I see it as it's really clean. Mm. Like, everything is really... Um, Amano's is a lot more expressive. Yeah, Amano's is very expressive. It's like a... It's very fine art kind of actual it's not, art. It's not like something that's art. kind of Im- easily to imitate. I think Nomura is easier to kind of get a feel of what he's trying to do yeah it's definitely easier to mimic as can be seen on various art websites yes <laughs> with Amano it's just like you just scribble stuff just yeah. scribble yeah I, 
I myself was in the phase of Nomura arts like years I, ago. I drew some Nomura as well. <laughs> when you look at Amana, you're just like, where do I start? It looks like he's just got some crayons out and scribbled them around and then made it look like something. <laughs> and the great thing is he does all the logo designs for the for Final Fantasy. He does. And they're brilliant and amazing. And if you look at Final Fantasy XIV's one, it looks... It, it looks it looks very very clean. Yeah, but then if you but then if you look at the overall logo design, there's a hell of a lot going on. <laughs> yes, there is crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So which do you prefer, Nomura or Amano? I, I kind of prefer Amano because they're more. It seems more adult in some ways. Like if you look at especially some of the older characters and and his interpretation of Nomura's as well, I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not as interested in Nomura's interpretation of Amano's in Dissidia. It, his in- interpretations of Amano's in this year is pretty much his, just his own yeah. style in, in Amano's costume design. So I'm guessing we're kind of split down the middle here. Well, I kind of pref- I don't really prefer either one. I actually prefer Yoshida's art style. Always, there's always someone. That has <laughs> there's to be always different. a column C. Well, his. So Chloe thinks Amuro. I think a... Amano, and Colin thinks someone else completely. <laughs> Yoshida Akihiko Yoshida memorized that name got it memorized who's the guy who did Metal Gear isn't he your favourite artist oh Yoji Shinkawa yeah. yes but he's he didn't do Final Fantasy I know I was just saying so yeah that's another one of my favourites yeah. okay well do you want to work, go on to the next <laughs> question Staris um, Sora Rico asks when do you think Final Fantasy 15 will be released never never <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant <laughs> There you have it, and that's the answer to your question. No, I think um, probably not within the next. I reckon 2014, 2015. Well, we have to see when Versus 13 comes out. Well, they've got Gito as well. That's well, that's a different team. Yeah. So those were at least maybe. I reckon we 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 could possibly hear something about it next year. Here, that's the key word. We're possibly hear about it. Yeah, and if we hear about it next year. That gives them two. We won't see two, it for another years. five. That's what they uh, usually do. Yeah, roughly three years. It, I'll say at least three. It's a little bit dependent on how much longer the lifetime of the PlayStation Three is. I mean, well, I know that's that, going to be about 2015. Yeah, but if they don't think they're going to be able to do it in time, then it's going to take even longer. I reckon. Well, they've well, already started. The they've already started even... doing stuff on it. I reckon it's going to have to be PlayStation Three. It'll be on the 360 Yeah, as most well. definitely. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know that's coming. We all know that's coming. It's no secret. Although, on a slight <laughs> side note, some Japanese publishers, and I know Square Enix aren't the typical Japanese publisher, but some Japanese publishers are actually moving away from the 360. Because Dynasty Warriors 7, which was... Well, Dynasty Warriors 6, oh. Dynasty Warriors 6 Empires and all that stuff was on the 360. Dynasty Warriors 7, PS3 exclusive. Because no mm. one's buying mm-hmm, on the 360. Yeah. And hopefully, Square Enix will look at the sales of Final Fantasy Thirteen and go, "Hmm, no one really bought it what on 360." Gave them the idea of selling it on the 360 in Japan. <laughs> I don't understand that anyway. Yeah, I mean, going back to when it will come out, Nomura is still. Nomura did mention that for Kingdom Hearts Three, that it, w- it will most likely be PS3. Yeah. Because if if they move to a new console, they have to start all over again. It'll take even longer. I reckon it. I reckon we've got another FF title within oh, this yeah, they, generation. They, they always do two every generation yeah. at least. Yeah. And well, they've done three every generation. Yeah, the seven, eight, nine. We four, had PS1. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, 
10 part 2 and technically 11 <laughs> not not going to throw in 11 well technically 11 it wasn't main series yeah see the problem is is it's difficult to um categorize them like that now because there's so many like spin-offs and everything it's, it's like the main number series right. I, I still count 10 part 2 as a main game it's a spin-off it yeah it's a spin-off it's not though it's a sequel it it's a spin-off. Yeah, and Crisis Core was. Yeah, it's a not the same as Versus. Children was a sequel. Dirge of Cerberus. I don't count them as the same type of game, because Final Fantasy X Part Two was basically made instead of a numbered game. But why? Why would they do that? Because it sold more than Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> what Dirge of Cerberus? That didn't sell very many at all. <laughs> and, that, and that was a sequel. Well, that was a spin-off. Yeah, uh, it was a sequel. According to your logic, it was a sequel. I'm talking about more about design philosophy. Final Fantasy X Part Two was like a main series Final Fantasy game. Dirge of Cerberus is not. Yeah, it kind of play, played like a broken Devil May Cry. It, I think that's very flattering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic here. Oh, dear. I'm trying my best. Yeah, I think we... I mean, if we're counting Versus 13 in the same light as X Part Two then that'll be three games this generation because Final Fantasy fourteen is going to come out on PS3. Yeah. So I reckon there will be a one more. So I reckon we'll, be, we'll see 13 versus 13 and then 15. What about Agito 13? It's on the PSP. Yeah. Oh, what if they move like the main number of games to the PSP? Then everyone would cry. They would. I mean, there were rumors about the PSP 2 having like higher specs than the 360, wasn't there? Only RAM. Only in RAM. <laughs> and it has been pointed out that most mobile phones have more RAM than the Xbox 360. <laughs> wow. I did not know that Neither fun fact. I. That is quite a fun fact. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. They've got to do, they've got to do 15 on PlayStation 3 this generation. It might be one of the last main titles that are, is released but I, well, see, I don't think what I found interesting about their recent comment is that they're saying especially with the Final Fantasy 7 remake they're saying it takes too long to build all the levels and stuff but then they came, they told me at Gamescom that they want the development time to be two to three years for the next game so I guess with 7 it's slightly what, conflicting I, I guess FF7 with what, if they were to do a remake what they would want to do was make it like the best thing ever actually recreate everything if not add even more I mean I, I, I commend them on it because they're basically saying that Final, they would rather make a new game than make Final Fantasy 7 yeah that's true and that's probably a better better option I would even think. though Final Fantasy 7 would probably make them more money than the new game that is very true as well at least they're trying yes they are trying and <laughs> even though the western world hates them for it I still like them for it I, uh, yeah you've got to commend them for still carrying on they're doing okay. They're one of the only companies now that is... And, and to be honest, Final Fantasy main series is the only game they're really doing it with where they want to take risks. They want to try and expand the genre. They're not just doing the same thing over yeah, and over every again. Yeah, every Final Fantasy, everything is different. Like, everything changes. And everyone's much. complaining because they're doing it. I'm glad that they haven't buckled, although they might buckle this time. Oh, I hope not. It's like when Zelda... When Nintendo re- released Majora's Mask, it was quite different to all of the other Zelda games. Everyone complained, <laughs> so they went back. And then so with that's... Wind Waker, they changed the graphical style. Everyone complained. Well, I don't think they went back because they made a sequel for that, didn't they? What Majora's Mask? No, no, no. Yeah, but it was Wind on the, Waker. It was on the, D- the Yeah, Swords? but that was on the DS. Oh, that's true. Twilight Princess is technically. Well, if you look at the sky, Skyward Sword, it's the graphic, the visuals Twilight are kind Princess. of different. It's like Twilight Princess. 
No, Twilight Princess was more of a realistic kind of cartoon, cartoony style. It's it's what you'd expect from a Zelda. Yes, it's what you expect from a Zelda. Exactly. It's not. It's not the Wind Waker. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so I'm going to take this last question. This is by Mumu, who asks. Do you think Square Enix will continue to make MMOs considering Final Fantasy XIV being received badly? Yes, they will. Yes, yes, I believe they will as well. Because Final Fantasy XIV hasn't been received that badly. It's just Western critics going... They're, ap- in, they're basically impatient. They're basically impatient. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the game was released maybe a little bit too early, probably because of Platicism yeah. coming out and they were a bit scared, but... I mean, they're fixing pretty much every single complaint everyone has had within two months of the game's release. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if the reviewers don't understand the concept of how MMOs work. It's not going to be perfect on release, and it's got to get fixed. And, you know, so long as they're showing promise of actually doing, like, stuff that people are asking for, then what can you really complain about? I think a lot of the people, a lot of people, they kind of wanted it to fail. Yeah. I mean, and granted, it when it was released, it didn't. It's probably a lot more buggy than other MMO releases, but still, they're fi- they're fixing it definitely. Like when, but it's still playable though. Yeah. I mean, we're playing it, and we're not like we don't hate it. And you don't I'm necessarily still... need a high end machine. I'm running it on my Mac on boot camp. My PC broke. <laughs> As yeah. we all know. Yes, that's yes. very true. Well, um, but yeah, I think they will continue to make them. Will it be Final Fantasy Seventeen? Who knows. Maybe they'll just make a one all-encompassing Final Fantasy online. Yeah, and then they can just like release like add-on packs and stuff. You see, like now that. when they released Final Fantasy Eleven, maybe that's why they didn't call it Final Fantasy Online because they already had Final Fantasy Fourteen mm-hmm, in their that's minds. That's a very good point. Because otherwise, they'd have to have Final Fantasy Online too. <laughs> <laughs> but they could have like added like a subtitle, just like a massive add-on pack. Yeah, like and then they could cataclysm. keep releasing those like every. Year well, the so. problem with those is that you have to have, like, that Final Fantasy XI compared to Final Fantasy XIV graphically is like night and day. Yeah. And the I hear the gameplay yeah, is the art style doesn't really lend it's, itself. Well, it's different. Isn't it? I think one of the, see, I think one of the problems they did was because the, every single thing they've said about Final Fantasy XIV is that we want to, Final Fantasy XI players to feel familiar when they come into this new world. You know, we've got all the same characters, you've got the three starting levels, blah 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 blah, but nothing else is the same. So when everyone's come over from Final Fantasy XI, especially people that are converting straight away, they're expecting everything to work in Final Fantasy XIV how it did in Final Fantasy XI, which it doesn't. I mean, I played Final Fantasy XI a lot, and I, I felt the same. You know, I was like, why can you not do this? Why do you not see party members on the map? That is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be something that they change in the future. That is something they are changing in the future. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Within the next two months. So slowly it'll get more and more like how Final Fantasy XI was towards the end. I mean, it's quite- but with Final Fantasy XIV's new additions, I mean exactly. the whole fatigue system. Everyone's complaining about that. I have. There are already rank fifty people. Yeah. In a, within a month, so it can't be that bad. Obviously not. I mean, I myself haven't even have not have yet, yet to experience the fatigue system. I've I've known some people who have, but considering people have got to rank fifty, I don't think it's that severe. Yeah. They've basically capped out the game already. Within a month. Perhaps the fatigue system isn't as good as it should be then. They can cap it out that quickly. Well, they do have some other jobs leveled as well. I think they just invested literally all their time and played the system well. Because the fatigue system works by if you do other jobs, it 
the job that was fatigued recovers. gets unfatigued. Yes, it recovers ah. over time as you do something else. It's smart. It knows what you're doing. It learns. It's Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway. So uh, I think that's pretty much it. We do think they're going to make another MMO. Yep. They're making MMOs all the time, just not necessarily Final Fantasy. Oh, Square Enix is publishing Wakfu. And yet another there MMO. You go. They're not making it, though. No, they're not making it. They're publishing it. They're the publisher. Anyway, so for the music segment today, we have a song which has maybe been on the show before. But if it hasn't, it's awesome. And if it has, it's still awesome. <laughs> it's from Final Fantasy VI. And this is... It was partially done as a tribute because in the character battle, Terra just beat Noctis. By a hair. Yay. Tribute to the By older games. Vote. The original song is the main theme of Final Fantasy VI. It's by Jeremy Soule, the, the legendary Jeremy Soule. And it's from OC Remix. We As hope always. you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it. Yes, we do. We will. So next Tuesday's episode on this feed will be Kingdom Hearts Union. And that's going to come out on the 9th of November. The next Final Fantasy Union will be in three weeks' time. You can subscribe to Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. If you search for Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts, we are the number one. Number one! Number one. That was perhaps too enthusiastic. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're number one. Yeah. We can be as enthusiastic as we like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What have you done to me? I can't. I can't say my words. Say it. You can do it. Uh, okay. You can, if you don't, I will. Yeah. If you, you don't, can, you can catch well. every episode of Final Fantasy Union on FinalFantasyUnion.com, the website accompanying this podcast. And you can also see our Final Fantasy news coverage, which is what we talk about on here. Mm-hmm. You can also catch the show at Colin. FF-XIII.net, a.k.a. FXN. FXN? <laughs> David would be proud. Sorry, David asked, David asked me to do it. He would be proud. <laughs> it's his birthday today, by the way, in case you're wondering. Interesting. Happy birthday. Yeah. So, Colin and Staris, it's goodbye time. Ah. <gasps> Yet again. I get so tearful at yeah. these moments. All right. See you next time. See you, everybody. And Dara saying goodbye. This has been a TweaksMusic.com and FinalFantasyUnion.com production.
Oh, this Rage is going quit. well. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Daryl. Uh, Daryl's like, I just want to go to bed. Why do I don't even know what's going on. We I'm, always I'm go just back like... to talking smack about 12. And like everybody's like, why do you hate 12 so much? And we're like, we don't really. But somehow we just keep going back to slag it off. It makes absolutely no sense. I didn't even hate that 12 that I much. Yeah, I didn't like the story that much, but... I didn't no. say I hated. I said the problem is right people... because everyone else asks us which is our favorite or which is that we think is the worst. Just saying that Final Fantasy XII is the worst is not bad because it's like saying, um, you know, what's your least favorite type of ice cream? Yeah, yeah, there's not a bad one. It's just which is the least. Good. It's just which one's better. <laughs> obviously, twelve wasn't better. I hope Brian puts this in the blooper so people can understand how we feel. <laughs> We're deeply hurt by everything that's said. We're starting to get hate mail about our hate for 12. Our non-existent hate for 12. Just, yeah. It just happens to be vanilla ice cream. Vanilla it. ice cream with a few chocolate sprinkles. It's like, which one do you prefer, vanilla or strawberry? I actually like vanilla ice cream. I've been eating I know, that's my, vanilla 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 is my favorite. Vanilla's my favorite. Come on, chocolate. Chocolate chip. Ah. No, Ro- our really Rocky Ash- Road is pretty nice. Strawberry cheesecake is one. Oh, fudgy wudgy. Oh, I love fudgy wudgy. Cookie dough. Cookie dough's nice. Ooh. Oh, the Oreo ones are kind of nasty, though. Oh, I've not had that. Do they still make fish food? Yes, they what? do. That's I've never heard of that before. It's crazy. There's, like, chocolate fish in there, and there's marshmallows and stuff. Is it real fish? No. no chocolate <laughs> it's chocolate fish. fish. It's a little bit like Rocky Road. Oh, right. <laughs> is it real fish? <laughs> Actually, having said that, I do remember reading an article once in a newspaper that said that ice cream made by companies that aren't like Hagenars and Ben and Jerry's, they have like really, really disgusting things in there that's not dissimilar to cigarettes. Oh. Some oh. of them, some ice cream has eel blood and stuff like that. Oh, that's horrible. What? Oh, that sounds incredibly exotic. <laughs> it's very incredibly exotic. Yeah, exotic. Yeah, so they have in- like they have. Some of them have like uh, small amounts of poison and things like that. It's great. <laughs> Mercury poisoning, lead poisoning, and that's the least. Hence why good I generally don't cream. eat normal generic ice cream anymore. <laughs> yeah. If Final Fantasy Twelve was an ice cream, it would be poisoned ice cream. <laughs> it would be Mars ice cream. I like Mars ice cream. Well, you don't anymore. I'm calling <laughs> it today. Square Enix is going to start their own line of ice cream. <laughs> like they have started their own line of like perfume and jewelry. They have. Yeah, they have. Final Fantasy Seven perfume. Advent Children perfume. Smell like cloud. Or Sephiroth. Right. Uh, I think we've ended this here. Okay, so you've, you've yeah. killed. You've killed it. Yeah. yeah. Question segment. Okay, we'll go back. Question then. segment. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone. We're now going to jump into the question segment.